I'm talking about, you know, um, you know, taking our life into our hands and living right now and living our best life um, till, you know, the end of our days here on earth. I would love us to talk about your, your book, Swipe Right on Your Best Self. Um, I think Mr. Um, Rose, Mr. Rose Harris wrote that it's an entertaining, well-written, playful, and practical approach to building the life that you want. So can you, can you tell me about your book? What was, what was the inspiration behind the name? And how can we live a bolder life with fewer regrets? Yes. So the story behind the name, Swipe Right on Your Best Self, is that I'm, I'm sure it's the same in uh, in Germany where you are, but online dating apps have become totally mainstream now. It's completely ordinary. Uh, and I read last week 30% of people who are in a relationship actually met their partner online, 30. So it's become a very ordinary thing. And as you perhaps know, the, the most popular app is called Tinder, and it's only been around it's not many years, eight or 10 years. But in Tinder, what happens is you are presented with a profile, a picture of someone and a description of the things that they like to do. And you're given this picture one at a time. It's a bit like a sushi train. If you've ever been to a sushi restaurant, you get a little plate of food and it comes around. <laughs> you get to decide, do I want to, oh, shall I take that plate and put it in front of me and eat it? Or shall I let it pass? So Tinder gives you a profile, and if you like the look of that person, you think, yeah, I'd like to spend time with that person, you put your finger on the screen and you swipe right. You're choosing yes. If you think, no, I don't, like, I don't think I'd like to spend time with that person, you put your finger on and you swipe left. People put, spend a lot of time on Tinder, Toby, a lot of time, and we all spend a lot of time thinking about the kind of people we'd like to live with. The other the people, the kind of other people we'd like to have in our lives. But what we tend not to think about is the kind of person that we would like to be in life. You are going to spend a lot more time with Toby in your remaining years than you are with anybody else. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, I'm going to spend a lot more time with Eric. Yes. yes. And, and actually, we forget this, but how we show up in this world, how we behave, what we prioritize. It's a choice. It's a choice. Mm. So my book is about how we can get better at choosing, at swiping right, to be our best selves. Mm. Whatever mm. best means to you. I'm not trying to tell anyone what I think you ought to be doing, what, what <laughs> is best for you. That, that's, that's not my job. But it is my job to help others to fathom out. Actually, yeah, if I wasn't my best in this day, what kind of things would I be doing? What kind of choices would I be making around my exercise and my food and how I spoke to people, how I did my work, how I lived? Yeah. That's what this, this is, yeah. book is about. How can I help people to choose how they are going to live in this one precious, extraordinary life that so they've I, been gifted? So can, can you walk me through the, the steps to swiping right on my best self so that I can always, you know, meet any challenge more mm. effectively? Well, I, I've got seven steps laid out in the book. And to be perfectly honest... The trying to 
uh, fit all seven steps into this one conversation, it's going to be a bit tricky. <laughs> but, but at a very high level, what I'd like to say is it, it all one, one, uh, let's boil it down to three steps. Mm. One, mm. you're going to work out what's important to you, mm. what matters to you. So I'm going to spend time thinking about that. Two, you are going to get better at noticing when you're challenged. Noticing the moments when a challenge is happening, when you feel that surge of uh, doubt, concern, anger, resentment, worry, whatever it is. You're gonna, we, so one of the steps is to get better at noticing the moments of challenge. Stepping back, we spoke about that earlier on, coming back into the real world. And finally, asking yourself a question. Once, once you're out of your head, asking yourself this question. Now, what would the kind of person I want to be do? What would the kind of person I want to be do? Yeah. So we need to know what's important. Yeah. We need to notice when we're being challenged and disengage from unhelpful yeah. thinking. Yeah. And finally, once we're in this position to choose, we ask ourselves that question. Okay, now what would the kind of person I want to be do? Mm. So what, what about if, if I found out what's, um, what I want to do, for example, to become my best self? How can I equip myself to, you know, take those courageous action steps? How can I, what can, how can I develop my mindset, you know, to um, be courageous enough to take bold steps to, you know, pursue that job, pursue that relationship, or, you know, pursue my, my big dreams well, in life? So there are two things that influence you, Toby, in life. There are only two, only two things influence you and me. We like to think we're quite complicated human beings, but actually... At the end of the day, it boils down to just two things. There are things that we want to experience more of in life, and we move towards those. And there are things that we want to experience less of in life, and we move away from those. Well, there are three mindsets that I believe will support living more courageously, Toby. The first one is uh, an antidote to the sort of culture that we have in much of the, the Western world of, uh, of toxic junk values that we're being fed. So we we're talking earlier on about how we're being encouraged to, uh, to buy more stuff. None of us look attractive enough. None of us are rich enough, popular enough qualified enough we're just told continually that we're not enough mm. that we lack by our advertising and the media and this actually depletes our ability to live with courage because we feel inadequate not up to the job we feel like we're lacking so and actually the first thing to do if we want to live courageously mm. is to cultivate an attitude of defiant gratitude mm. for what we do have mm. i call it defiant gratitude defiant because the advertising world does not want you to feel satisfied no no, no. It, it it cannot function if you're happy it, you must feel a sense of something missing oh, i just don't have enough so 
Oh, the first thing to do is to cultivate a sense of gratitude for what you do have. And strangely enough, I, some of my executive clients say, but hang on, if, I, if I'm grateful for what I have, won't that sap my motivation to, to get more? Yeah. Won't that, yeah. won't that uh, reduce my drive? Mm. And no, paradoxically, it actually supports ambition. When we feel we're lacking and we're operating from a sense of lack, then we're needy. We're really operating from fear. Oh, I don't have enough. I, I need to fill the gap. Yeah. What will people think? Yeah. You know, if, I, if, I don't, if I'm not attractive enough or popular enough or... So we're really operating out of fear. But when we can cultivate gratitude for what we do have in life, appreciation for the small things, then actually it gives us a stronger foundation to be ambitious from. It gives us a stronger foundation to, to operate from. So if one, we cultivate gratitude for our friends, for hot and cold running water, for the internet, Yes. For computers, when they work, we're grateful <laughs> for those, those yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's a lot in life that's actually quite good. We live in a time of miracles, Toby, mm. an age of miracles mm. where we can get strawberries all year round, where we can talk to people on the other side of the planet, where we can create vaccines in a matter of months to save lives. Mm. So one, we, def we uh, cultivate uh, gratitude. The second mindset that supports being courageous, is one of self-compassion, self-compassion. Our courage is diminished when we feel isolated and different. The reality is that everybody in the world has a human mind yeah. which worries, which predicts the worst, which is anxious. And unfortunately, a lot of people look around and they compare their insides with other people's outsides. Mm. And when we do that, we think, hang on, everybody else seems to have it together. Everyone else is smiling. No one else ever seems to be worried. Everyone else seems happy. It's just me. Mm. It's what's wrong with me? Mm. Well, the good news is there's nothing wrong with you. You're supposed to have a self-critical mind, a mind that's worried and anxious at times. Everybody does, but we just can't see it. Yeah. We can't see it. So the second mindset is one of self-kindness, self-compassion. And it's been kind to ourselves. Yes, I have this worried mind. Yes, actually, things are hard at the moment, perhaps. It is tough. I am worried. It's an, it's an honest attitude to your lived experience. Mm. And it's knowing that you are not isolated. Mm. As I said before, when you think you're isolated, it actually diminishes your courage. When we feel alone, we do not feel more courageous. We feel more courageous when we're together, when we belong, mm. when we are the same as other people. Yeah. So we need to recognize actually everybody has a kind of human mind that is worried and predicts the worst and doesn't feel good enough. Mm. We're all in this together. Yes. Yeah. And I actually think this is one of the few upsides of this pandemic. I think it's brought the planet to some degree together. We're all in this together. We're all in the same boat. That's true. Really. Yeah. So the second mindset of self-compassion, it supports being courageous. 
when we're kind to ourselves, it actually emboldens the mind. So I'm not talking about being indulgent, where you just lie on the sofa eating chocolate and watching Netflix and drinking wine. That's not a kindness. That's, that's not actually a kindness. That's indulgence. But if you were kinder to yourself today, yeah, what might you do if you were really taking care? If you befriended your body, for example, if you were friendly towards your body, how might you treat your body today? Yeah. So this, you know, and we, we might give it possibly, I'm speaking for myself again, I might give it different fuel, possibly. <laughs> I might exercise it a little bit more. Yeah. But kindness supports courage. Kindness supports courage. Right. Yes. Yeah. The third mindset and the final mindset is what I call courageous authenticity. Mm. This is the willingness to do what's important at the same time that it's uncomfortable. Mm. It's being willing. A lot of our society tells us you should feel confident. It's so important to feel confident. It's really important to feel confident. And actually, it's not true. It's really nice to feel confident. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love it too. I love feeling confident. But do not procrastinate your personally meaningful life for a time in the future when you will finally feel confident that everything will go well. We need to take action before we have certainty of success. We need to take action while we have some small degree of lacking confidence. Yeah. We need yeah. to act now. So this third mindset is a willingness to take action while we're still experiencing discomfort. Take actions when you're still um, experiencing discomfort in life. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There, there is no comfortable courage. And I think it was Brené Brown who said something along the lines of, you can choose comfort or you can choose courage, but you cannot have both. Yeah. Choose comfort or choose courage. Oh, yes. So this third mindset is about developing your personal willingness mm -hmm. to do what is personally meaningful yes. at the same time mm -hmm. as feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. There's a, yeah. there's a price to being courageous. There's a price to reaching for the relationships you want. There's a price to being ambitious in your work. Mm. And the price is discomfort. And you get to choose. Either pay the price willingly or do not pay it. And that's okay too. You know, you can say, actually, you know what? I, I'm going to choose not to go for that particular job or relationship. Uh, because it, the price is too high. And that is a legitimate choice. Yeah. But there are some choices you're going to make and there will be a price. There are, there, you cannot have a courageous, meaningful, purposeful life. You were talking earlier on about having a purposeful mm. life. Mm. You cannot have a purposeful life without discomfort. Mm. So developing a willingness to pay. I think it's an honest way of living. When you go shopping for something, there's a price for anything you want on a shelf. True. And you get to choose, Toby. Do I want to pay for that? And there are, there are times when you'll say, no, 
that that price is too high. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a bad trade. But there is nothing in that store for free. That's true. No, I don't think they have anything in stores now that's free. <laughs> Everything comes at a price. And you're an honest man. I'm an honest man. When we go there, we take things, put things in the basket, and we agree to pay the price. Well, living a purposeful life is the same. You're going to choose to go for things that mean something to you, and there will be uh, an emotional price to pay. There will be some anxiety, some doubt, some worry, some concern. That, that's the deal. Pay it or don't pay it, but choose. Can we extend this to like um, leadership roles? Because I know you spend much of your time, you know, developing authentically courageous leadership. So can you teach me how, can, how I can be authentic and courageous in a leadership role, for example? Yes. Well, the authentic part is up to you. So you have to decide what kind of a leader do you want to be? Hmm. Do you want to be? And again, I cannot tell people what kind of leaders they choose to be. But I help people to identify the qualities that they would like to demonstrate in their leadership. And it might be growing others. It could be developing their ability to, uh, to hold back and to listen to more alternatives, uh, patience. It could be they want, it could be power, could be that. It could be they want to be assertive. It could be that they want to have control. It could be that they want to be kind, that they want to make a bigger difference to more people. Mm-hmm. I let people decide for themselves. But a lot of the things that we want to, to do in our careers, we hold back because we don't feel courageous. So a lot of people will not speak up in meetings, say. They have an idea yeah. and they, ah, <laughs> better not, better not. They keep quiet. So, so some people will hold back. They don't have the courage to share their ideas. Mm. They don't have the courage to challenge inappropriate behavior. They could be bullying or harassment. They keep quiet. They don't challenge it. Some people don't have the courage to admit when they've made a mistake. It takes courage to say, actually, guys, I've got to let you know I've made an error and we need to fix it up. They don't have the courage to ask for help when they need it. Yeah. So we, we, they don't have courage to apply for bigger roles. They don't have the courage to accept delegated responsibilities. We, we need courage in every aspect of our professional lives. And, you know, we're all leaders of some sort. We're either leading ourselves or maybe we're leading a small team. The leading is just influence. It's you're influencing people. You cannot go through a career without influencing the people you work with. And as you move up the rungs, if that's what you choose to do, you will have influence on a larger number of people. So we are all leaders. We, everybody has some sort of leadership responsibility. Mm-hmm. And doing what is meaningful, challenging, new, is going to require courage. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I've been talking about the courage to take action, to ask for help, to admit mistakes, to apply for new roles, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But what we often forget is that we also need courage to exercise restraint. Hmm. I do do that. Not, do that. not to speak up. 
Yeah. Sometimes, oh, I just want to... <laughs> I just want to press send on this email. I just want to let them know what I... Actually, it takes courage not to do that. It takes courage not to drink another glass of beer when you've had a hard day. So there's a courage in resisting urges, resisting impulses that requires courage. And it's not just, it's not just food. It's not just uh, habits. It's, it's everything. We have urges right throughout our day, impulses, often to do the easy thing. That's what it's like to be a human being. We are continually uh, attacked by urges, encouraging us to, <laughs> to do it later. No, don't do it. Now. Do it. Our mind is forever saying, do it later. Do it later. Have another, <laughs> have another drink. Stop. Put work later. Make that call later. Start that project later. Defer, defer. So actually choosing to resist urges is another part of courage i i think courage is the the key quality of having an intentional life and a purposeful life is an intentional life Mm. yes that's what that's what i'm I'm taking away from this podcast like courage like um to be intentional in life to be to live a purposeful life i have to be courageous and yes, that, that leads to me um, having an intentional life, actually, and a purposeful life, too. Yeah. Agreed. A hundred percent. And it's something we can get better at. Every mm. single one of us can get better at. And you never master it. Mm. You never uh, get a hundred percent. It's like everything in life. No one ever masters anything. Mm. There's, there are no tennis players that stop training. They don't exist. There are no golf players that stop practicing they don't exist in any endeavor in life whatever it is there are no parents that can't develop and get better as being parents no gardeners no artists that don't have to practice all of us we all need to keep improving Mm -hmm. that's the game improvement and courage is something that we can continue to get better at all of us Yes, yes. And so, that's what I talk about in the book. Yes. So um, what's, what's the best place to get the book, for example? Like, I know from your website, it's very easy to get also, but are there other platforms? Yeah. Yes, people who are in place, uh, located in Australia can get it from my website, at ericwinters.com.au. But if you're outside of Australia, it's available from all online booksellers, all of them, in in ebooks, you know, Kindle and other ebooks, or as paper. I like paper, but I'd, I'd have to say, if I'm honest, Toby, the books that I really love, I often get an ebook first, yeah. and yeah. then I'll scan it and copy it, highlight it, and I think, oh no, I like I like this book too much. So I have, I have a last question for you, like just a question for reflecting. Like um, you've come so far in life and achieved so much already. Um, if you could tell your 25-year-old self something, what, what would that be? How would you advise him? Yeah, I'd, I'd say go for it. Go mm. for it. You are capable of much, much more than you realize. Mm. I might say your potential is unknown and unknowable. So I would encourage my 25-year-old self to be much bolder. Mm. 
in uh, in going for, for what they want. So for anyone who wants to connect with you and work with you, for example, what's the best way or means to do that? Yes, please connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, and also I'm on Facebook as well, but I spend most of my time on LinkedIn. And my handle there is at ericwinters.com.au. But if you just search for Eric Winters, you'll see a, a bald face, something like this. Yeah. Just please connect. I'd, I'd love to connect with everyone who's interested in leading a more courageous life. Yes. To make it easier, I'm going to place all of this information for your, to your website, your LinkedIn and Facebook and show notes for this episode. So anyone could just click on them or copy them and get across to Eric Winters and yes, get as much as much as much information as possible um, that we know we're not able to cover in this episode, for example. That would be so awesome. Yeah, wonderful. Yes. Toby, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you so much for, for being a part of this um, episode. Thank you so much for teaching me about courage, about you know, um, being confident. Like, th- thank you so much for um, everything you taught me today. I, I really appreciate it. Wow, you made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.